Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm an astrologer and a yoga teacher, and each week I let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on Earth. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica. And we've got quite a week. So you must forgive me. I forgot to mention last week that we were going to have our first hit of the Pluto return to the chart of the USA. So you may remember back in episode 100, the last 10 minutes or so of that episode, I gave you a lowdown on the Pluto return for the United States of America. Now the cheat sheet version of that or the cliff notes is that we are experiencing our first Pluto return as a country. So because it takes Pluto about 250 years to go around the sun, it takes about that long for Pluto to go around the chart. And that means that we are experiencing our first Pluto return as a country because Pluto is at 27 degrees Capricorn where he was when the Declaration of Independence was signed on July 4th, 1776. So we have all been anticipating this, but the truth is we've been feeling Pluto in Capricorn and approaching the return for quite some time. So in my opinion, we've been feeling this for years Now, a lot of us have been worried about this year because we knew that this exact Pluto hit was coming. The best thing to align it with is your own Saturn return. So if you're older than 29, you have experienced your own Saturn return. And you may recall that it wasn't exact. You didn't feel it that moment that Saturn got to that exact degree, although maybe you did. But for most of us, we feel a general theme over the better part of a year, maybe two years. It really just depends on the person and the chart. But most astrologers agree that you will feel your Saturn return at least six months before and six months after. I feel like mine was a little bit longer than that, but I had a lot of other things happening in my chart as well. And one of the things that was happening was with Pluto involved. So I feel like the Saturn return is the perfect example for us in our personal lives because we're never going to experience a Pluto return since we are never going to live to 245 years old except maybe if, you know, science really seems to speed up over the next few years, which is possible because we're living in the Aquarian decade. So again, this is a moment where we are experiencing the transformation of our society. That is the real crux of what's going on. We are deciding as a nation how we want to go forward, who we want to be for the next 245 to 50 years. So with that in mind, Mercury stationed with Pluto and Capricorn last week, which means it was happening right on the natal Pluto of the U.S. And that's also where Venus stationed back in December before she went into her retrograde. We are experiencing a lot of activity around that Pluto. Now, it's not exact, but it is within a few degrees in those later degrees of Capricorn. So it's pretty potent and Mercury rules how we communicate and Venus rules our values. 
So we are having a moment where we're doing a lot of communicating our values in the collective sense. This week, we saw book banning in Tennessee about the Holocaust. We saw a lot of things going on around Joe Rogan and Spotify. We saw more information coming out about January 6th and the GOP response to January 6th. And we are also tracking what's going on with the potential rolling back of women's rights with Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court. So there's a lot of stuff that's being unearthed. There's a lot of, from my vantage point, darkness that's being unearthed. And the light is being shed on that darkness. So this is classic Pluto. Pluto gives us the tools and the opportunity to dig out the stuff that's been underneath causing toxicity. And now the question is, how will we transform it and initiate the rebirth that comes from the Pluto cycle? Because remember, Pluto is not just about death and destruction. That is the beginning of the Pluto cycle. It's the death or the destruction that leads to the transformation that leads to the rebirth. And so often we forget about that last part, which is that there is a rebirth. So I am optimistic, but we all have to show up and we all have to communicate our values if we want to be a part of creating what the next 250 years of this country is going to look like. So I mention all of that because this week on Friday, Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto for the third and final time. So let's see what happens with this whole Spotify conversation. You also want to remember that this whole conversation was kicked off by a team of hundreds of doctors that wrote an open letter about the podcast on Spotify that we've been talking about. And that actually was released on January 12th, I believe, which means that they were working on that and getting all of their comments together, probably from the beginning of this Mercury retrograde, if not even earlier than that. So this Friday, we're going to have the third hit of that Mercury conjunct Pluto. And that's why I'm mentioning this, along with the fact that we had the first of three hits of that Pluto retrograde to the U.S. chart. But Mercury and Pluto have been doing this dance since December 30th, where they've been meeting up and then separating, meeting up, then separating. And this is what happens when a planet retrogrades, especially a fast planet and a slow planet. They're inevitably going to meet up three times. And that means you're going to have three chances at figuring out what the story is for you. So your first opportunity to see something going on with Pluto was December 30th. Then Mercury came back to Pluto January 28th. We had Mercury go direct last week. And so he's hitting him for a final time on Friday, January 11th. So it'll be interesting on Friday to see what comes up with all of these stories that we've been tracking Another big news story that we were following back in 2021, of course, was the trial of Elizabeth Holmes and the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. And they were found guilty within a few days of each other back when 
Mercury met up with Pluto the first time. So Ghislaine Maxwell was December 30th and Elizabeth Holmes was January 3rd. So I think it will be interesting to see what happens on Friday. I think that the situation with Spotify is so palpable for us because we're in Aquarius season and Aquarius is the sign that has to do with the activist and the collective and the group working together. And so often in this moment that we're living in, we feel helpless. And this was something that we could take action on. As citizens living in a capitalist system, one of the ways we get to vote is not just at the ballot box, but also with our dollars. So while we get really frustrated with our governments and we can't vote every day, we do pay for things every day. And there's a lot of power in being a consumer in this particular society, as well as in most of the Western world. And so you have a choice whether or not you're going to spend your $9.99 a month with one company or a different company. And there's a lot of other things that came out of this conversation, and I'm not going to spend our whole time today talking about it. But I think what's interesting to me is the banning together and the working together. It's all very Aquarian to move the needle in a particular direction. And that I find inspiring, especially when we're in the midst of this Pluto return and we know that we have to band together to move the needle in the direction of justice and equality over the next year, the next two years, the next four years, and so on. So that's my little Pluto return USA society news recap for you this week. And I hope you're sticking with me because we're going to get into the astrology of the week that affects you as a person. But I felt like it was really important to touch on some of the things that are going on right now. Things are moving really fast. I mentioned over the past few weeks that things are going to pick up and we're already feeling it. Mercury was the last of those planets we were waiting to go direct. So one last bit about the USA chart that's particularly interesting is that we're not only experiencing a Pluto return, we also are experiencing a Neptune opposition. So Neptune is opposing the Neptune natally in the chart of the US. So that means there's a lot of confusion and there's a lot of disillusionment and we are all butting up against that. I know so many of us are really tired and sometimes it's easy to believe the simple thing versus digging into the complexities. And I think that's why a lot of people are drawn to conspiracy theories. Whenever you have Neptune activation, there's going to be some conspiracy theories that come up because people feel confused. And when they feel confused, they feel out of control. And then they reach for something simple, a simple explanation for why they feel out of control. And when you can look to something simple versus something complex. And so much of what we're dealing with in the world is extremely complex. That will be appealing to many people. So that is part of what's happening. The other thing is that all the Capricorn planets we have right now, we have four planets in Capricorn, and then we have a couple of planets in Aquarius. That's all in the second house of the chart of the United States. And the second house, remember, is all about values and money. 
So where are we putting our money? I hope it is in places where we feel like we're getting value and our values are being honored. And as a country, are we going to put our values over the wealth? That's a conversation we're having. And it's a conversation we're going to continue to have because not only is this stuff coming up because of Pluto and because Saturn is in Aquarius and because we have the Neptune opposition, we also had the node shift just a few weeks ago and the North node is now in Taurus and the South node is in Scorpio. And that means that we're seeking tangible wealth. We're seeking tangible value. Not surprising to me that We're seeing some volatility in the markets and also in cryptocurrency and a lot of people moving away from social media and checking in with their relationship to technology because that all has to do with Aquarius. Yes, because Aquarius does rule technology, but it also has to do with the North Node in Taurus. There's a desire for something that is concrete because Taurus is the earthiest of the earth signs. It's the fixed earth sign. So people are desiring something that is satisfying and real. So you know when you eat processed food, it's just not as satisfying as when you have someone's homemade lasagna, right? We're looking for homemade lasagna right now. We're looking for the stuff that we can really sink our teeth into. With the North Node in Taurus, we're also given patience and the ability to go slow and steady looking for a particular result. And that means that any fluff, any fast fads are going to not work. And we're looking for the stuff that's real. And that is part of this journey that we're all on. And it's just begun. So we'll see how it all pans out. So that's my little update on what's going on in the news and how it relates to astrology. And I hope I didn't bore you. And many of those those things you can look at more deeply and look at your news sources. Hopefully the news sources that you're using are credible and you're getting quality information. And that is so important in this time that we're living in. And I will take a break here and we'll come back and we'll talk about what the planets are up to this week. Have you ever thought I would love to set my new moon intentions with Veronica? If so, I have the perfect thing for you. Every month in online yoga club, I teach a new moon and a full moon restorative ritual. You get to join me not only for restorative yoga and meditation practice, but also you get to set your intentions with me. We do some journaling work. It is a wonderful bringing together of all of the things that are part of my own spiritual practice. I'd love to have you join us. You can go to veronicapretty.com slash yoga and learn more about online yoga club. So this week starts with a lot of earth energy. So as I mentioned, we've got those four planets in Capricorn. Mars is one of them, and he is trying Uranus in Taurus. Mars is almost conjunct Venus. They're reaching their conjunction next week. 
You may remember that I mentioned last week they're going to be hanging out together for about two months, all of February and all of March. They're pretty close together, which means that Mars and Venus are working together. It's going to be easier to find people that are on the same page as you. Similar to what was going on last week, you know, we had everyone band together work together and put their money or take their money away from one company to send a message. Same situation, Mars and Venus together for the next two months, it's going to make it easier to find people that are on your page and work together. If you are single, if you're in need of finding some new friends that share your values, this is going to be a great time to get out there and connect. It looks like the pandemic is moving in the right direction again. I know we're not out of it, but having small, intimate, safe gatherings where we feel like we can connect and be together is going to be so satisfying right now, not only because Mars and Venus are together, but again, that North Node and Taurus really wants us to experience the simple pleasures of life again. So this Mars trine Uranus, to get back to what's going on this week, is helpful to embrace the changes and energize you to get to the work that needs to be done. Because Mars in Capricorn is exalted. He's like, let's do it. Let's get to work. I am ready to make the future happen. I can put the steps into a spreadsheet and one by one check off those steps on the way to success. So that's Mars and Capricorn for you. He is willing to do the work. He sees the vision. He sees the top of the mountain and he just wants to get to work plotting step by step. He's not necessarily going to be like he is an Aries where he wants to go so fast and just get there as quickly as possible. He's willing to put in the work and go step by step. So this is really, really good because we do have a lot of earth energy and Mars and Capricorn is helping us create the plan that we need to get us where we want to go. Trying Uranus, that gives us some excitement. It energizes the mission. Furthermore, it gives us some access to have those brilliant moments of, oh, I figured it out. That's it. Because Uranus rules electricity. There's something electrifying about it when Uranus is involved, which really can help us figure it out. You know, Uranus shares the rulership of the central nervous system with Mercury. So when we have this Mars Uranus activation, it gets us moving, it gets us going, it gets our body moving forward. Mars is the muscles, Uranus is the nervous system. So this is really helpful. On Monday, we have the moon conjunct Uranus because the moon will be in Taurus early this week. And then on Tuesday, the moon is going to conjunct the North Node. So this is all really helpful in moving us toward the future because remember, the North Node is an indicator of where we want to go collectively. So collectively, we're going to be taking action that moves us to wherever we're trying to go, taking tangible steps into the future. And this goes back to what we were just talking about, people moving away from social media or creating new boundaries around how they use technology. This came up with the recent Mercury retrograde, of course, and the nodal shift, but we're all desiring something that's real, something that's satisfying, something that's concrete right now. 
Then the moon is going to be in Gemini, Wednesday through Friday. So that's going to shift the energy. So early in the week is very earth-oriented, which is all about manifesting that which is real, that which can be held in your hand, putting the plan in place, working the plan. That's all very earthy. And then the moon moves into Gemini and we get a little more creative. We get a little bit more interested in communicating the plan with others. So the moon is going to trine Saturn on Thursday and then the sun on Friday, which means that the moon is working with those Aquarius planets. And that is also really helpful because we're working with the sun and Saturn and Aquarius to communicate where we're going. And we're also gaining some clarity again because Mercury's starting to pick up the pace. He's stationed to go direct last week, but it takes a few days for him to get going. So our mind is really moving uh, a little faster and a little more clearly in the latter part of the week, which is obviously pretty helpful. And then Friday, Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto because Mercury is still back in Capricorn, though he will move into Aquarius soon. And Mercury is going to conjunct Pluto for that third and final time. We talked about that at the top of the episode, so I won't belabor that point anymore. And then Moon goes into Cancer for the weekend which is going to be really nice because the moon in cancer makes us yearn for the feeling of home and tradition and rituals. And we are a Cancerian country. We spent a lot of time today on this episode talking about the chart of the US. And most of the people that listen to this podcast are American, but of course, those of you that aren't, I apologize for all of the US-centric talk. I suppose it is Olympic time, so we're all feeling a bit patriotic, though I haven't watched any Olympics yet. But cancer is, we are a cancer country. Our son is in cancer. We were born July 4th, right? So we're going to have the Super Bowl this weekend. What's more American than the Super Bowl? Nothing that I can think of. So it's a perfect weekend to have the moon in cancer. But you will have the moon opposite all those Capricorn planets, opposite Venus, Mars, Pluto, Mercury, that can get emotional. So this weekend, if you are gathering with an intimate, safe group of friends or family, give yourself some space, maybe on Saturday, to take a time out, be by yourself, do something that is really satisfying for you. Maybe for me, that's going to the pool and swimming laps. I always feel a little bit better, especially when the moon is in a water sign. For you, it might be getting on your yoga mat or spending time in meditation or giving yourself just an hour to read a good book. Whatever it is that you need to take some private time this weekend, you're going to want to make sure that you carve out some space for that because the moon in cancer can be emotional in general, even though it is the place where the moon is at home. But that means that the moon is in its home sign and expressing itself the way it wants to be expressed. And the moon in Cancer is emotional. And the moon represents our emotional life. And therefore, we want to do things that are fulfilling to us when the moon is in its home sign. We want to do things that honor our emotional being. And maybe for you, that's being with your family. Maybe for you, that's being with friends. But for many of us, when the moon is in a water sign, we feel a little bit more private. We feel like we want to go inward 
And so that's always a good time to prioritize those self-care practices that hopefully you're doing all the time. And then you are working the muscles so that when you need it, it's there for you. But whether or not you've been spending time on your self-care practices, next weekend is going to be a weekend where you're going to want to carve out some time to do that. So I hope you are able to. And that is your week. I hope you have a wonderful one. It's actually really good. First of all, there's not a ton of big stuff going on. And the things that we have going on are not challenging. They are useful. They're helpful. They're productive. They're fortifying. So let's roll with it. Let's take the good stuff where we can get it. And I look forward to talking to you next week. With Saturn hanging out in techie, community-oriented Aquarius until 2023, we're all redefining our relationship to social media. So I've been going old school. Yep, I'm really into texting. It's so 2002. Every two to three days, I send an astro update right to your phone. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401 and you'll always be in the know when Mercury retrogrades and when the new moon arrives, along with any other significant planetary happenings. Text I'm in to 917-540-3401. Thank you so much for listening. It's such an honor to be here in your ears every week. If you like the show, I hope that you take the time to rate and review it either on Apple or Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think might like the show, you can share this episode with them right from your podcast feed. All right. I'll talk to you next week.